The road goes on forever and the party never ends. Although your tenure in the championship might here. On the Owls AmeriCast, Jeff Wednesday opinion with an American accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. Uh, this was going to be a, a preview of the <laughs> the Halifax meetup, Halifax, Nova Scotia, OAOA 2024, with with, with theoretically uh, a lot on the line at the <laughs> end of April. But uh, Demi will be with us next week. I will be with you this week. And I am drinking a SLC Pills from the Proper Brewing Company. In Salt Lake City, uh, it has the, you know, obviously an SLC Punk knockoff. Uh, I will say this is perfectly nice Pilsner. The bar for Pilsners uh, in the city of Salt Lake, and really the state of Utah, uh, I mean, primarily Davis and uh, Salt Lake counties. I've not been out to help her. I've heard their Pilsners are, are very good. They're a little bit further south. I don't know what county they're in. There's like 40-something counties in the state of Utah, uh, most of which no one lives in. But uh, this Pilsner from Salt Lake County, uh, Salt Lake City and proper brewing is is perfectly fine. It's a nice poster. Joining me for what will be a perfectly fine podcast if if things break well in New England. It's our New England owl, Justin Disorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey Jeff, good to see you. Uh, uh, still stuck on the main beer company rut, which mm. again, nothing wrong with that. Um, but I got the uh, I managed to I went to a different liquor store tonight mm. and uh, yesterday actually. But I found uh, the King Titus Porter, which yeah, is uh, the one named after the gorilla. Yeah. And uh, it's quite good. Yeah. And uh, it is some brutal weather right now. We've been sitting mid-20s following Oof. a massive snowstorm. We never get snow on the Cape. It's usually a little too wet and warm. And we got a good, you know, six to eight inches dumped on us. So, you know, had a snow day. Pretty rare down mm-hmm. here. Been a couple of years. So. Uh, we're all holed up and drinking porter and As watching football. Yeah. <laughs> and look, we'll talk a little bit about the football because that's what we do. But uh, we'll take our temperature as Wednesday fans heading into the, the as they say, the business end of the table. Uh, the biz- It's now the business end of the business end of the table as Wednesday sit uh, seven points off safety with 14 to play. Uh, we, we do have a Millwall preview because Justin whipped one up. So... You know, uh, I all, did actually get to it. They're all week. relegation six pointers. This is especially relegation six pointers. But we'll start with the recent run of results. And I don't, I don't know, man. I don't have a ton to unpack here. Obviously, the response uh, in the Birmingham game was good, coming off the Huddersfield debacle and the Coventry debacle, which was less of a debacle because it's the cup, but. Still a debacle. You wanted a you wanted still a debacle. Still a debacle. <laughs> you wanted a result. You wanted a performance. I think you got it. Uh, Birmingham were not good. You know they were better than I thought they'd be, though. I'm not I, lie. Yeah, especially early. And I think two 0 flattered Wednesday a little bit too. Like a little bit. There are yeah, a lot of shots sure. that were just uh, the wrong side of the post for a good chunk of that and, game. And Beetle had a couple nice saves in he that did. game too. Yeah. Uh, and they, they put themselves, you know, back to five points from safety, and then they had to go to Leicester, and it was never going to be... I Like, well, I'll start with my experience. Uh, I was sitting on my couch. Like, I saw the lineup. All right, we're, we're going attacking, because that's just what we do. Uh, we don't really have the, the setup to, like, 4-4-2 four, four, low block. We don't have the players for it, and Roll's just not going to play that anyway. But I was sitting on my couch, and and, and for whatever reason, I was doing other things, and I look up, and it's like 12.50. I'm like, ah, 
crap. All right, I'll go. I'll go. Whatever. Five minutes late. I'll I'll go throw on the game. I'm sure it's fine. So I pull up the uh, the Wednesday site, and of course, when you go to the live match center on the actual site, it already says one uh, 0 Leicester. I'm just like, well, this game's over because they're not scoring <laughs> against Leicester. Uh, but I did turn it on. I did watch it. And yeah, they weren't really scoring against Leicester. They played better in the second half. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, this has been a season. And we look up and we're only... Uh, I say this every week, it feels like. But now we're uh, nine months removed from Wembley. Or, or thereabouts. And it just feels like the inertia like they they made their run in december and weren't able to sustain it and look everybody else gets to make their run huddersfield is making their run now right you know qpr has had a, a decent run of results recently if not as good as as huddersfield you know birmingham and millwall not so not so much so you drag a couple teams back in but it gets a little bit further and you keep shipping four goals so you know the seven points adrift is really eight points adrift once you factor in goal difference and it just feels like they'll never get a result on the road so you know how do you make up ground when it's at best three points from every other game well i actually don't feel that way i i think that if the results of this last week were reversed everybody would be feeling a lot more positive uh just coming off the birmingham the birmingham win you you mentioned that we wanted three points we didn't we need it like that was the you could argue that the uh huddersfield game was the first necessary six pointer and yeah. they fucking blew that and i'm fine with that uh we needed to make a statement uh birmingham was better than i thought um to be honest uh, you, you're correct i thought two nothing flattered wednesday a bit you know what we got some key saves uh ugbo's uh second goal was massive that uh you know sky and header and and the first goal was a real nice combination on the yeah. right side Pobeda uh slides back yeah i mean he's a real like, they had another short winger uh but they've like he has something right he's got a little bit of the uh he can oh, be the key sure. to unlock um you know unlock I, I just opportunities, thought that unlock was, goals but yeah that was a huge game because it was a, a game we absolutely needed three points we got it Here's the problem with going to Leicester. Yeah. The skill gap is outrageous. Right. I don't think it's, there's a way they could set up where they would have out, been able no. to. No. There's just. No. They, they would have picked we them apart in a low block in 4-4-2 and at, just knocked it around. At, and... at every position, they were <laughs> were better than us. And, and the problem was that they also uh, very quickly identified and played against uh what Danny Roll likes to do, which is using the keeper to yep. give you an extra player to suck them in, to force them to pressure. And they really didn't. Obviously, that first goal, they, they yep. stepped in. There was some, you know, Vox made a terrible pass. Beatles passed to Vox wasn't great. Beetle probably should have just kicked it long. Didn't. Well, that's it the was thing, a, too. When you're playing, it was a shit show. When you're playing like that with the ball at your feet, you've got to absolutely nail everything like you've got to be immediately head up you got to know where the ball is going as it's coming to you well and right they had a, a opportunity to get out of that yeah in a poor pass uh didn't do it but just just in general the, the skill gap was sure. just too much and i actually saw i came out of that game seeing some things that i really liked 
even though we were out of it. Uh, you mentioned the second half. We were much better. I, I think we were, although I also think they never got out of. Yeah, they never had to get out of second yeah. to third this gear. Is, this was true in the uh, reverse fixture too, and Wednesday just picked them off at home. But they, I, I don't think we've seen Lester's best this season. Let's put it that way. We, we the have move, not, the move no, for the Jamie Vardy okay. goal was very nice, but outside of that, like, um, yeah, no, they, they were, they never had to. We never really threatened them. But I, I saw what, what made me pleased was there were multiple in-game adjustments from Roll and his coaching staff that. Again, didn't really amount to anything, but things I noticed. 15 minutes in, we had initially started without the ball. We had a 4-2-3-1, um, and we were just getting carved up through those channels, and he yeah. switched to a sort of flat 4-3-3. So we had all three midfielders lined up, and that gave us a little bit of extra protection. In the yeah, midfield. I mean, that's the other thing. Is um, like all these lineups, especially when they go away, Like it's I know it's a 4-2-3-1, but it's functioning like a 4-2-4. Like they don't have another midfielder, that's, and they're just getting overwhelmed overwhelmed in midfield most games well when when they have the ball right yeah, yeah. um so the switch to that 15 minutes in showed some some of that he ended up also flipping ugbo and uh gasama in the first half switching sides to you know allow them to to create something different and then he came out in the second half and went with a nominal three four three it really mm. was a five three two of some sort but I think that again, Lester never really had to get going, but I, I really liked seeing these progressive changes. And you know, I was a little disappointed when Gasama got taken off. Um, was it just under the sixty-minute mark? Yeah. And then there were some other subs at the sixty-fifth-minute mark. Guys, who looked pretty good, but yeah. I think Roll knew that the important game was coming up this Saturday. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, but, I guess I just, know, all yeah, this feels we, like, we were never, we were, no, we I were know never getting those points. We yeah. are now hitting that. So you want to talk about taking the temperature or, or, you know, judging where things are. We are now in that there's, was it four next four games? Yeah. I'm not saying we're taking 12, but we need to take like nine. Yeah, I mean they've dug themselves you know? into a hole again, basically with the January results. That and like look at the thing, right? The it was a tough schedule. Yeah, it was. But to the, be fair, the results aren't always going to go your way elsewhere, and they have sometimes, and they haven't other times. And you know, I just you know, it does feel like we're just delaying the inevitable here. And like when I say about taking the temperatures, like man, I don't want to go back down to League One because we've been there, done that, and. You know, yeah, but we 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 should have automatically been there after the start that Munoz put us in. Yes, yeah, sure. The fact and, and that the they fact, still have the a chance. The fact that we've dug out of it, and and what are we back right now? I, I did it in the preview. I think we're seven back of Millwall. Seven points back of Millwall. Yeah, look, yeah, they beat Millwall. It's ugly, four, but... and all of a sudden, okay, we got to go to Millwall. And okay, if and... if we can win, well, we'll talk about Millwall later. Yeah. It's it's going to be an interesting match. But I I understand. People's despondency. I understand people saying we're fucked, we're down. <laughs> I understand all that. I don't think they're far off from it, but I think we've got a little bit of a lifeline left. You know, beating Birmingham helped with that. Yeah. We've got a couple games coming up that if we can come out of this with a certain number of points and we're going to be battling until the end. If we don't, then. Uh, that Halifax meetup. Might not even throw the game on. <laughs> extra fun. Yeah, no, extra fun. 
That's fun. Usually I drink uh, Guinness for the game, but I drink whiskey. We'll yeah, I just does. it does feel like I don't know. And I don't really blame uh, Danny Roll for any of this per se. Like I would like him to set up differently for these away games to kind of grind out points. But again, as you said, it like the the gap in talent between like like Harry Winks costs more than the entire squad, right? It's right. No, some some of that and these aren't the games that are the problem, right? It's the Huddersfield games. It's the you know the gap that they built while Munoz was here, and it's the you know, not strengthening the midfield and the transfer market. It's all of these different factors well, that, that come into play. And it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't, it's before like, obviously last time they went down, we were talking, okay, maybe they need a reset. And But if they go down again, like we've seen, they didn't get the reset, right? They didn't actually change the way they did business. Like role is really the first sign that they have a, something resembling a, a championship level structure in place. I'm like, I don't think he'll be there in like one because somebody's going to hire him out of the championship. Um, yeah. I'd be very interested to see. I mean, there's, there's been a little bit of pushback against and then him. What do you do? You're not getting Darren Moore back. That... You're not getting Darren Moore back. He's at Port Vale for the next five and a half years or whatever the, uh... which good for him. Um, no, just even guys that never, who was, uh, let me see Abdul Fatawu, the forward they had on the right side. Yeah, was, uh, they they played. He him had out so much space. Like, oh my god! The, they, I mean, I don't know why Wednesday <laughs> were playing that narrow. It's like my one tactical uh, complaint from that game. Like just acres of space, and like their wingers were very clearly good enough to beat people one on one, cutting inside yeah. against. I mean, very clearly. Uh, I don't know. It's Leicester. I don't really oh they were terrifying yeah i mean they're a they're a premier league team they're obviously gonna go back to the premier league quite quickly you know they've been in they were in europe two years ago or whatever it is like i mean isn't wilford and Didi like i i swear i won a premier league fantasy shit thanks to him a couple years ago like these are all i mean you you pointed out like harry winks definitely makes more than our entire squad um the number like James Justin was tearing up league one five years ago when we last saw him, like you just go through that lineup. And this is why it is, you know, as much as you come out of that game and you go, Oh, we suck. We're terrible. Like Lester's been doing that to this entire divide. I, I think Friday's game was more of a barometer of where we are than, uh, what was that? Tuesday's game. Now uh, we get another barometer on Saturday, yeah. right? And it, and a huge one. Um, yeah, and the last time we play, had, yeah. Uh, yeah, potentially. Um, although again, when when we really do break them down, it's it's kind of strange how eerily similar they are to us. Only they're in far worse form, which <laughs> sounds impossible, but yeah, right. it, That's, uh, yeah. it is. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, uh, you know. Let's. This is if we've sort of covered these games, we've covered these games. That's you um, know, there's stuff that I Danny Rolls trying to do. I mean, you made the point too. Like none of these players are his players. He just had a window where he was allowed to bring in a couple of his guys that he wanted. But and look, Farleta looks like a player. Um, I, I, don't I, I like Ugbo. Yeah, it's fine too. 
I'm just like, you know, staring down this run in and like our 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 best hope is a five foot seven winger with the worst phil foden haircut you've ever seen <laughs> his hair is so bad it's so bad but, i can't uh, even look at him it's so but bad. he can actually like unlock a a, a deep and it's like a different he's like a different kind of winger than gasama like he can be tricky and uh do his little one-on-one moves but he's he does feel a little more direct uh, then Gasama while he's Whoa, did they not um last game at least did they not he was playing as a you know a central midfielder he can play the central like, midfielder he, he, dri- he drifted yeah. out wide yeah so he's you know yeah he's a nice addition to the squad um it still bums me out they can't between Vox and Diaby and you know, we we talked about this maybe two or three weeks ago. They just need Sam Hutchinson. Yeah, they had they had Sam Hutchinson in front of that back too. That would that would really help them out. Um, but they don't, um, and and we ship goals because of it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I'm I'm always, if not always, usually uh, Mister Positivity. Um, but we're. We're backs against the walls right now. We've yeah, I mean, gotta, we'll, gotta get points. We'll see where we are next week. Uh, and to that, we'll take a break, come back, cover the Wednesday news, and preview a trip to the new den. Welcome back. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. And Wednesday have a, a new kid sponsor, apparently. Uh, oh, it's uh, it's uh, local technology company, Serata. It's the new name and brand identity for Wandisco, which you may remember from the uh, oh, Wednesday kit maybe 10 years ago that I believe the Wednesday week famously comped to uh, an Everton kit being pulled out of a Tesco bag. So what with the weird blue like shoulder? Uh... Yeah, it was not good. I do like that they. Uh, Wednesday general manager Alistair Williams said, "We'd like to thank Serata for their support, becoming our principal sponsor for the rest of the season, thus replacing the previous sponsor. Uh, the previous sponsor not named for reasons, I'm sure. <laughs> I do like that my uh, my A up shirt is now a, uh, a a a rare a rarity. It's a rare gem." Oh, it's I. I still got one of them uh, Azerbaijan Land yeah, of Fire I that jerseys. Too. Really, is the actual yeah. Azerbaijan Land of Fire uh, decal <laughs> not uh, rubbed off over the years like mine has? Uh yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty shaky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a quality product. Yeah. yeah, but buddy, that is the ugliest fucking. I don't understand why it's seen. so big. Like well, I, I just don't understand why they just took a square. Yeah, it could be like a little. It's like big... a foot by foot square. Yeah, and it slapped it's... it on the middle of the jersey. It does look like they just printed it like on an eight and a half by eleven sheet of printer yeah. paper and like glue sticked it to the <laughs> kit. Obviously, the 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 white background does not match the white. That's the thing; it doesn't shape. even That's... blend in with those stupid white jerseys either. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not going to wear them for the rest of the year, probably, because they're just going to wear the yellow ones away most of the time. So, oh my god, it won't look any better on us uh, either. This is like I don't know. Um, Every time you try to argue, we're not a fucking tin pot club. 
they come up with some shit like this. It's outrageous. <sighs> applying it's outrageous. the new logo, applying the new logo <laughs> over that of the previous sponsor is far from ideal, but unfortunately outside the club's control. <laughs> uh, it just it's again it's tin pot it's fucking embarrassing supporters will have the opportunity in the coming weeks oh, of adding the, the serata logo to their official <laughs> replica shirt at the owls megastore free of charge but are advised the outline of the previous sponsor might be visible underneath i just can, can you imagine jeff can you imagine first of all can you imagine going oh christ I get to put the updated sponsor on because I care that much. Yeah. And then B, thinking, oh, I got to put that ugly-ass updated sponsor on. And then C, going, well... So I guess that I is probably why it, it has to be the big be white over thing because it has oh, to cover the size of the... Because they're not going to make new... I assume they've gotten their allotment of kits from uh, their manufacturer at this point for the rest of the season so oh, i'm rubbing my head in agony just contemplating this entire situation just, yeah. yeah if if yeah. i was a wednesday hater i would be like if i was a leeds fan or a pigs mm. fan i would just how would you not enjoy this how right. would you not enjoy this it's it's I mean, atrocious. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Is that even an actual company? Is it a shell it is. game going on? I mean, mm. yeah. <laughs> you might say that. Uh, I couldn't possibly comment to you. Fuck, man. I, I know the chairman gets all worked up with people, but uh, buddy, make some good decisions or you yeah. know, move, move along. And we will move along. There's really no, no other news to speak oh well let me just say i I thought you were gonna say moving along is darren moore um sure i do want to say uh again i have spoken out the last couple years i don't think that he's much above a league one manager although he's uh the nicest man in the world and a bit of a wizard when it comes to recruitment but uh port vale yeah sounds pretty good for his level sounds like he may be able to create something there and a uh, five-year deal means that homie's getting paid. And yeah. I, I appreciate his, his that. Agent, I, I want, uh, his agent's doing work, apparently. Yeah, I want Darren Moore to be happy and successful in life. Mm-hmm. So I will... Uh, uh, he's in a relegation scrap right now. Port Vale's I can see him pulling out. 21st. I can see him pulling out. Uh, there are two points ahead of Cheltenham. Let's, let's, let's review the League One table. This might become... Uh, no, no. <laughs> become can relevant. We can we not? <laughs> to, uh, can I wait till next year? Can uh, we wait till next we year? We can wait till next year. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like seeing Southampton and Leicester and yeah, yeah. You know, even you know, Millwall. Not excited uh, for a uh, another trip to Shrewsbury then. Next year, Jeff. Next year. Next year. As for this year, uh, Wednesday we'll head to Millwall at the weekend. This is an actual uh, Saturday 3 p.m. picture. One of the uh, few remaining. Take it away, Justin. Yeah, I've written an actual preview the last handful of weeks. You caught me Wednesday night stumbling home drunk from the hockey <laughs> rink. Um, I just got drunk at home tonight. So uh, they were playing Millwall at the Den, as they call it. Uh, I really think it should be called the New Den. For some reason, the Previous den is now known as the old den, but oh, 
I think it deserves a little more respect. Um, so Millwall right now is sitting 21st. They're four points above the drop, seven points above us. As you referenced earlier, they're uh, dash 13, um, 31 goals for. Ugh, uh, feels like one would like more goals than that. Uh, here's the thing. At home, they suck. They're 22nd at home. Uh Four wins, four draws, eight losses. They're a dash 11, uh, which tells me that, you know, they're probably a little bit better on the road. Uh, so not good at home. And their form is dead last. Mm-hmm. They are loss, loss, draw, loss, loss, loss. They are stumbling and reeling, which is a little bit ironic when you take a look at the last match we played them. It was the very first match of their uh, current manager, Joe Edwards, uh, which I had forgotten that when I saw that it, it made sense. Um, I, I recalled that Joe Edwards came in and led them to a four nothing win at Hillsborough mm. in November. Uh, it was a very typical game that we've seen, sort of a typical negative game we've seen under Danny Roll, where we were dominant early, we made a couple of mistakes, they capitalized, and we collapsed. Um, so anyway, for uh, any listeners who are not familiar with Millwall, it's been a couple of years since we played them. They were formed as the Millwall Rovers in 1885. They were uh, on the Isle of Dogs in London, um, in the Millwall section of it. They moved off of the Isle in 1910 to New Cross, which is the southeast section of London, uh, in 1910 there, but kept the name. They have basically been a second, third tier yo-yo club. And uh, 90 of their 97 years since something like that i read they've been second or third tier uh they had a famed run to the fa cup finals in 2004 and they won the fa cup trophy which is the, the pizza was cup. it now the john pizza cup now <laughs> i was gonna say johnstown's bay but yeah they won the pizza cup in 83 uh so millwall uh fans are synonymous with hooliganism whether or not that's fair they were at the front of the media's portrayal of hooliganism uh well known in the 70s and 80s uh, and there's a very famous uh bit of graffiti that was scrawled upon a bathroom at a local pub uh near millwall stadium that says millwall fans are cavemen um uh, they're famous <laughs> for their song uh, no one likes us we don't care uh, which is what it is. But I, I will say, I know I have both read and I know people with connections to the club. They are a staggeringly generous club when it comes to charity, which is so funny that the people who run the club are incredibly involved with the community, running food banks, supporting local uh, shelters, local youth football, uh reaching out to people. I work with actually people who have connections at Millwall that do a UK, US, uh, you know, sort of connection to bring people over to teach and bring kids over to the UK and interact. And from everything that I've heard, the leadership at Millwall is as good as it gets in the EFL. And yet their fans are a bunch of cavemen. So... (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, Wednesday fans heading there, 
uh, this weekend as usual. Be careful. Yeah. Uh, you know, try not to try not to get stabbed. Uh, so this I mean, year, I'm sure started... Wednesday fans are uh, well aware with the trips to the den at this point. So, uh, well, we are kind of becoming a second, third division yo-yo club at this say, point. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, they started the year with Gary Rowett as their manager. He had had them uh, fighting for playoffs the last two years. I believe two years ago they yep. made it. Last year they dropped out late. They canned him this year and hired Joe Edwards, a 37-year-old who uh, managed Chelsea, Chelsea youth teams at a couple levels, was the England under-20 caretaker, and then uh, joined Millwall, as I mentioned. His first game was a 4 nothing defeat uh, over us. Um, well, he's gone three wins, four draws, and ten losses since. Uh, it sounds like they were going for the Kieran McKenna uh, I have a good background. I never managed in a major level. Uh, he is not Kieran McKenna, apparently. Uh, now, here's where it gets kind of funny. So he's largely used three at the back. It's a 3-4-3 three, three, with two attacking midfielders, sort of two tens, and then a nine. But uh, <laughs> tell me, Jeff, does any of this sound familiar mm-hmm. from everything that I've read about them? They're, uh, he's trying to play out from the back, but they're struggling. Uh, they might not have the right players to build up from the back. They tend to be mistake-prone when trying to build up from the back. Their midfield can get uh, overrun at times, and while they like to play progressive attacking football with a high press, uh, sometimes they don't have the right players uh, for it. Now, I don't know if you could think of any other club that may be yeah. in a similar and situation clearly with but... 31 goals they can't exactly <laughs> score all that significantly more than wednesday have scored this season so. Uh, so uh yeah i mean this is this appears to be a battle of two shitty teams mm. with potentially very good managers dealing with improper players mm. in poor positions um so I start to go really, really an, an, an endorsement for uh, championship football. <laughs> an endorsement. For, this is an endorsement for yeah. going to League One football. That yeah, is yeah. what this is. This team is a mess. We're a mess. It'll be interesting. I started to look at players of note. Mm. I found uh, two. Sure. And even even those are questionable. I will say uh, so they've got a. 31-year-old named Tom Bradshaw, who's been playing their uh, number nine role. He's got four goals and three assists. And then the only one who I uh, really was interested in is they have a uh, 25-year-old attacking midfielder. He's one of their number 10s. He gets a lot of playing time. Five goals, four assists. Um, He's a Dutchman by the name of Zian Fleming, which there are James Bond jokes Mm. to be made all over the place. For Zian Fleming. Uh, and then I looked at the rest of the team and I just said, no, this is terrible. Like, I don't, there's no Wednesday connections. There's no Americans. There's no, there's nobody of interest. There's nobody of note. They've got a right center back who the fans like, but think he's playing out of position. Like, it's just, this team's yeah. fucking horrible. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying we're going to go on the road and get three points. Uh, I am of... saying we need to go. It's going to say it. They don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. And I am saying that 
I'm not unconfident in our ability to go on the road and get three points against the team in the worst form in the entire league yeah. with little to no talent who is struggling under a first-time manager who has only coached teenagers before. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, the manager's 10 years younger than me, man. <laughs> I can get used to that. It's not going to get any better. Uh, that's regard. true. That's true. This has been episode 238 of the Owls Americas. Check out Wednesday Opinion with an American accent. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com and find and follow us on Twitter at Owls Americas. Our podcast intro and bumpers by fellow Wednesday as Reverend and the Makers. The podcast is where you get podcasts. Wherever you get podcasts, just search the Owls Americas. And you can find us there. And wherever you do choose to download us, we ask that you rate and review the show. So have more Wednesdays, find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owls. Uh, Justin. Man, I don't even have anything. I'm sorry. I got nothing. There's nothing to talk about. There's no question. Oh, oh, uh, I have had. a good fun fact. Yeah. Okay, I'll go sure. out on a good fun fact. Yeah. The last time Wednesday won at the Den was February 2015. All right. Is that All the right. one? Is that the famous game <laughs> where... Uh, Millwall celebrated because they thought they scored and then when and it was like a foul or offsides or something. And once they immediately took it back the other end and uh got the winner and like Lee Bowen. Oh, I can't be right because Lee Bowen was in goal. Was it Bowen? So here's it, Jeff. You're not you're not terribly off though, because I definitely have memories of winning a nonsense game in the day. Yeah. Like, like a game we had no business winning. Well, I'm on Twitter. Let's, at let's do it again Saturday. <laughs> let's hope we're talking about the same thing <laughs> next week. <laughs>